Let's give the Lord praise this morning. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lord. You may be seated. You may be seated. We're going to go right into the word this morning. Are you enjoying yourself already this morning? Can I tell you something, though? I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but um, it's really not about us. It's about him. And when we make the most of him, he makes the most of us. And we just find that in his presence, you know, that's where we want to be. And that's what we're doing with a new service format. And we're kind of still finding our way and just giving time, making room for God's presence. His presence makes all the difference in our lives. And the church said with a smile, they said, amen. 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 Well, we're going to get into the word this morning. How many of you have multiple masks? I got one in my pocket and one in my Bible and... One on my, two on my turn signal on, on your car. Y'all got, y'all got those two? Uh, what a day we're in, amen? Well, I want to continue to share with you some things this morning that uh, really require our attention and uh, really make a difference in our life. I'm going to start out with some bad news, okay? But here's the thing. Good news is coming, okay? Goodness is coming. I, mean, I, have, to, I have to paint an accurate picture of where we are so you can see just how good the, the good news is, um, we have a broken and pretty close to fully malfunctioning news system, which is actually vital for the health and, and freedom of a, of a culture, of a people. We also have media and social media saturation. Many people have media and social media addiction. And here's, here's what the saturation is. Fluff and toxins. And we see that in news and in media and in social media. We are in the information age, but it's interesting to me that this has also been called the age of anxiety. And it's almost like an overload. Do you feel the overload? There's just so much. Then we have a culture that's trying to suppress the knowledge of God. They feel better about their life and what they're doing if we can just suppress the knowledge of God. And here's what happens when you walk outside today. Is it beautiful outside? It was dark when I came, but um, I'm so glad I live in Florida on about 20 different levels. I'm so glad I live. So glad I live in Florida for sure. But. Um, you go outside, you're going to see what he made. And the scripture actually says that uh, so many attributes of the creator are clearly seen in what he has created. So much so that we are without excuse. So you walk outside and look around and breathe just a little bit. You have to make up some really crazy stories to say there is no God. There is a God. He's a creator. He's a redeemer. And where there's design, there's a designer. And it's pretty easy to see the glory of God and the beauty of God and the love of God and what he's created. Yet our culture is trying to suppress the knowledge of God. Plus, we also know, and we talked about this last week, we are in a spiritual battle. That our struggles are not against flesh and blood. They're, they're not against people or companies or things or parties or anything else. Our, our battle 
is a spiritual battle. It's light and dark. It's the kingdom of God. It's the kingdom of, of darkness. And then we have the mounting fallout of moral decline in our culture. And I could go on, and you're begging me, please don't. <laughs> the result of this is we are in some unstable, complex, confusing, and scary days. I want to say it again. Unstable, complex, confusing, and scary days. What do we do? What do we do? First of all, realize our problems and their solutions are first of all spiritual. Hear it again. Our problems and our solutions are first of all spiritual. There are things you have to do practically. There are things you have to do naturally. There are things you have to do relationally. We have all of those things, but our problems and solutions are first of all spiritual. First of all spiritual in their root. Also spiritual in the laws. There are spiritual laws. Uh, whatever you sow, you will, you will reap. And on and on and on. We have, you know, laws that are at play that will always be there. And then we have spiritual forces at work, both of light and both of darkness. I said this last week, and I want you to get this, and then we'll kind of round the corner on this. We tend to see our struggles and our problems in non-spiritual terms. Consequently, we tend to seek non-spiritual solutions. I want to say it again. We tend to see our struggles and our problems in non-spiritual terms. Well, that's just my neighbor. That's just the government. That's that person. That's the way they are. Um, that's that system. We tend to see things in non-spiritual terms. Consequently, then, we tend to seek non-spiritual solutions for that. That's one reason why the government can't fix it for you, baby. Because that's only on one level. They have a role. They have responsibility. Your job, you, your boss, people, civic order, all kinds of things. Everybody has their role. But I'm telling you, you're not going to fix things on just this level. There's a spiritual root, there's spiritual forces, there's spiritual laws, and we must find for our struggles, for our problems, we need to find spiritual solutions. Can I get a good amen from you today? So go with me to Isaiah 33, if you will. The Lord is exalted. Come on, everybody say that today. The Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high. He will fill Zion with justice and righteousness. Now let me stay right here with Zion. Zion referred to a number of things in the Old Testament, including the, the, the people of Israel. It also uh, is used and can refer to heaven. But guess what? Also, in one passage in particular, Hebrews 12, we know that it also refers to the church, to the church. So the Lord will fill Zion with justice and with righteousness, which is his ways, his right ways. Go ahead. And he, watch this, he will be the stability of your times. Come on, everybody read that. He will be the stability of your times. Remember, I told you we're in some unstable, complex, confusing, and scary days. He will be the stability of your times. Watch this. Abundance of, the message paraphrase says, a surplus, in surplus of salvation, wisdom, 
and knowledge, the fear of the Lord is Zion's treasure. So let's look at this. The Lord will be the stability of your times. The Lord will be the stability of your times. The Lord will be the stability of your times. Well, what about the market? What about political parties? What about my neighbor? What about my doctor's report? What about this? What about that? I don't have good Wi-Fi. You know, and we have all these things. Look at me. The Lord will be the stability of our times. The Lord, you have to look to him. Everything else changes. Everything else passes away. Anybody here over 12 years old? I mean, styles change, things change, everything changes, seasons change, everything changes, but the Lord will be the stability of your times. And notice, he has an abundance. Everybody say abundance. He has an abundance of salvation. He has an abundance of wisdom. He has an abundance of knowledge for our times. So part of the equation, get this, Part of the equation that will bring the stability of the Lord into your days, into these times, is this right here, wisdom. It's coming. Here it comes. Wisdom. Come on, everybody say it. Wisdom. That's part of the equation of what God has to put into our lives so that we have stability in these days. Now, in these days... That's what we need. We need the wisdom of God. We need wisdom that comes from God. One definition of wisdom is the proper use of knowledge. That's pretty limited, though, because then that's just based on you doing, acting properly on something that you know. Anybody with me? There's a whole lot I don't know. And the problems and questions that you have today are because you don't know something. There's something you don't know, something you don't have, something you don't know to do, you don't know the timing of it, and that's the weight, that's the burden, that's the care that's on our struggles and our situations of life. And so that's not an adequate enough idea of what this wisdom is and what uh, stability is. We need it from God. Look with me in Ephesians chapter 5. Are you there? Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Go ahead. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So wisdom. Come on, everybody say wisdom. Wisdom is the art of living skillfully no matter what you're actually facing. Okay? We want a wisdom that helps us to handle things appropriately no matter what you're dealing with. Now, let me go back to this. I know we've cast our cares on the Lord. We've got forgiveness from the Lord. But how many of you have some real deal situations going on in your life, in your family, in your finances, and something? Anybody here? Three of you. Thank you. I'm glad you made it. (laughs) And so what what we need with this is some wisdom. Wisdom helps us to act appropriately, to know what to do, to take the right course of action. Let me just give you a little sample. Wisdom has to do with becoming skillful in making decisions, in honoring our parents, in raising our children, handling our money, conducting our sexual lives, going to work, exercising leadership, 
using words well, treating people kindly, dealing with adversaries, dealing with adversities, eating and drinking healthily, use and abuse of words and language, uh, laziness, jealousy, cultivating emotions within ourselves, an attitude towards others that make for peace. And I could go on and on. Do you know what I just did? I just summarized the book of Proverbs. All that's in the book of Proverbs, the book of wisdom for you. And what wisdom does is help us to be skillful at those things in our life, and God will help us. So wisdom comes from God. Everybody say that. Wisdom comes from God. Wisdom, get this, wisdom taps into what God knows. Look at me. God knows everything. No one else does. Okay, this is hitting me harder than it is you, okay? <laughs> wisdom, let's back up. Wisdom taps into what God knows. So there's things I don't know. There's, I don't want to hurt your feelings again, but there's things you don't know. If you knew you would have fixed that, you would have taken care of that, or you wouldn't have worried about that. There's things you don't know, but there. Wisdom taps into what God knows. Hear it again. And God knows everything. No one else does. No one else does. And that's why we need to get connected with God. Only God is sovereign. Only God is omniscient. Only God is all-knowing. Only God is all-wise. Get this. God holds the advantage. God holds the advantage. You and I need the advantage. You and I actually have access into something that will give us the advantage over the enemy, over the world system, over our struggles and problems and, and broken things in life. God holds the advantage. Can I get a good amen today? Amen. I want to show you something that's so absolutely awesome from Scripture. Hold on tight because I don't want you to miss this. First Corinthians chapter 2. The Apostle Paul writes, however, however, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. This mature is not age or anything. It has to do with the ability to hear, the ability to think, the ability to speak. Okay? So it's like, ah, you're able to process. We speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the wisdom of the rulers of this age. Remember, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. Come on, church. We're not fighting against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, Ephesians 6, 12. Not the wisdom of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. Watch now. But we speak the wisdom of God. God knows what? Everything. The wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom. Now, if you read this whole passage, it's hidden, but God will reveal it to you. He will reveal it to you. We've got to align ourselves in a way that he will reveal the hidden wisdom of God, which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Watch this. Get ready. You ready? Which none of the rulers of this age, remember, flesh and blood, not flesh and blood, principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this, of this world, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, okay, that, remember? 
None of the rulers of this age knew, knew what? The wisdom of God, the plan of God. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Now let me, let me help you to see the, the import of this. The devil and his demons were completely confounded by the cross. The devil and his demons were completely confounded by the cross. That was the biggest thing. And they missed it. Checkmate. Y'all here? And he gave clues for centuries. People had sin. They were separated from God. The devil loved it that way. God set up a sacrificial system where they would take lambs and sacrifice them and shed their blood. And the blood served as a marker of the forgiveness of our sins so we could be right with God. Fast forward, John the Baptist sees Jesus walking along and says, Clue, spoiler alert, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And guess what? The enemy didn't catch it. The devil's plan was we got to kill that guy. That's the son of God, but we have to take him out and actually played into the wisdom and the plan of God. Had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They helped the blood of the sinless, spotless lamb of God be shed so that our sins would be forgiven, so we could be free from the enemy, so we could be ever reconciled to our heavenly father. Had they known, they would not have done that. Checkmate! Amen. So how's that come down to you and I? You ready? That reveals Satan's limited ability to anticipate what or how God will accomplish something. Do you hear me? If he missed it on the biggie, it reveals Satan's limited ability to be able to anticipate to be able to figure out how and what God will accomplish something. And I'm telling you something, God will not be stopped. God's plan will not be stopped, will not be stopped. A little side note, even everything that's going on in our world and in our culture, and I've been saying this to you, I've been saying this recently, a bunch to you. So many, be what you want, do what you want, have what you want, everything, everything. And evil called good and good called evil. Everything. And the enemy thinks he's having his way, but all it's going to do is create spiritual hunger and emptiness in people. And they're going to find nothing fills in this dry and thirsty land where there is no water. And their heart will draw them to Jesus. It will draw, God will draw, draw them to himself. Amen. Which had they known... So you and I, let me just say this again, God holds the advantage. God holds the advantage. 
So we've got to tap into him. We've got to connect to him so that we also can have this spiritual advantage. If we don't get this spiritual advantage, we're going to remain frustrated, depressed, addicted, not know what to do with our kids, not know what to do about this situation or anything else. In these days, we need the wisdom that comes from God. Can I get a good amen? Let's look in Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs 4. Get wisdom. Come on, tell your neighbor. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Go ahead. Do not forsake her, for she and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Come on, everybody say it. Wisdom is the principal thing. One more time. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Now, before we change that, go back if you would. Sorry to warn you. Principle here, wisdom is the principal thing. It means it's the chief thing. It's the first thing. It's the main thing. It precedes all other things. It's the beginning of any kind of progress forward. Wisdom is the principal thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Next verse. Exalt her wisdom, and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. Go ahead. Is that it? That was it. (laughs) And it was awesome. (laughs) Wisdom is the principal thing. Come on, say it again. So what we have to do is get wisdom. I want to do a little exercise. I've done this. The the church will turn 32 years old in August. And I know, thank you, Jesus. And I know I've done this numerous times over 32 years, okay, when I've taught about wisdom. Wisdom's the principal thing. So here's a little exercise we're going to do. I am going to say, I need... Go ahead and put that up if you would. I need, I'm going to tell you something that I need. And then your part, because you're going to give me good godly counsel because you're my friend and you love me, okay? So all of you together are going to give me good godly counsel. And here's what the counsel will be. No, you need wisdom. Can we practice your part real quick? No, Jesus. Good, good. So let me start. I need more money. No, Thank you. I need more friends. I need a job. I need help with my kids. You get the idea? And just on. You can rewatch it later. How do I get peace? I need peace in my house. I need this, I need this, I need this. And the first thing you need, listen, the first thing you need is wisdom. To tap into God who knows everything. There's obviously something you don't know. There's obviously something I don't know. And and I'm telling you, God knows. God knows. And so the first thing, now listen, there's practical things you'll need to do. Relational things you'll need to do. Things in the natural that you need to do. You know, do those things, but God will give you the wisdom, the order, the timing, the everything to make that happen. Wisdom is the principal thing. Now look with me quickly in uh, Matthew 10. Matthew 10. Jesus said, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Kind of feels that way some days, doesn't it? Therefore, because of that, watch carefully. 
be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Wise as serpents, harmless as doves. Let's start with harmless as doves. We're to be both. First of all, as far as harmless as a dove, we don't cause trouble. We don't provoke anger. We don't stir up discord. We don't try to find a touchy spot. We don't do that. We're harmless as a dove. But we're also wise as a serpent. Now you say, well, I don't like being characterized as a serpent. We'll go with what he's saying here. Be wise as a serpent. Yesterday, how many of you know the weather was beautiful yesterday? So in the afternoon, I went back out on our front porch and just sat there with my notes. I'm just kind of going over my notes and praying. The weather was incredible. I had a snack and uh, sitting out there. And uh, we've got a lot of lizards around our house. Do any of y'all have a lot of lizards? I'm pretty convinced of this. Like if food supply chains got interrupted or somewhere, we're going to be fine. We got so many lizards at our, at our house. And um, so I'm out there and, you know, some of them are up on the, the railing of the porch and they got the throat thing going and, you know, <laughs> it's just crazy. I want to just turn on disco music, you know, for all the lizards chasing each other. They're everywhere. And it was just real quiet. I'm just looking at some things and going over and I hear something suddenly in the leaves and in the bushes just kind of sliding along. I could hear it. And we've got a number of black racers around the house. And uh, you know what they like to eat? Lizards. So it works. And so I hear that. And so I always like to watch it, you know. And so I hear that just coming along. And all of a sudden, our front sidewalk, there's these little lanterns that are along the sidewalk. And then there's some bushes and some different things there. And all of a sudden, I notice lizards running up on the lanterns and going up the tree. And, and because someone's coming, okay? Um, and I thought about it, okay, those are the smart ones. And so they were in, today they're in survival mode, okay? The others who didn't do that are in digestion mode, okay? <laughs> All right? So what happened, so the serpent, the snake just comes along, and I never did see the snake but just the point of it all, and here's the thing about the serpent. He said, be wise as a serpent, is this. They know when to lay low, and they know when to make their move. And Jesus is saying to us, I want you to be, I want you to know when to lay low, and I want you to know when, you, when to make your move. A big part of wisdom is timing. Do you hear me? A big part of wisdom is timing. And that you'll know now is the time. You know when to lay low? You know when to make your move, and you don't cause trouble. And that goes along with the wisdom that Jesus talked about in James chapter 4 as well. Now, how do I get this wisdom? Anybody want this wisdom? Anybody want this wisdom? Okay, let me put it to you another way. How many of you need this wisdom? Okay. Listen, you got, you got your life, you got your stuff, you got challenges, you're watching too much news, you've got several negative friends, 
You might be the most negative among them. You got all that going on. There's things we don't know. There's an advantage we are not feeling or aware of. And there's an advantage that's available to you from God, from the wisdom of God. God knows everything. And he wants to make that available to us. And, and as, where I started out today, that's the stability of your days. The stability for these days comes from the Lord, and part of that equation is he gives you wisdom. We can tap into what he knows. I was thinking earlier about the last year. I mean, we're just now at the year mark for COVID shutdown. What a crazy, crazy year. We had the most disruptive political season. We've had social unrest. We've, we've watched news go crazy and lose its bearings. We've had all those, all those things going on. We've had loved ones to, to pass. We haven't been able to get to people we loved and they're in the hospital or, or whatever. Kids out of school. I mean, it's, it's been nuts. And I, and I personalized it all, too, and I thought, well, right at the beginning of all of that, I suddenly needed eye surgery. And then they put that off some, and it wasn't getting better, and then, okay, now you can have your surgery. And so I got the surgery, and I had to stay face down for 14 days. And, I, and so I had to walk around like this, had to eat like this, they had this chair I had to rent that you kind of stick your face in and had a little trick mirror. It's like mirror to mirror so you could watch TV like this. Alicia would say something, I'd turn it toward her. She'd walk through the house, I'd follow her. It was horrible. Leading a church in a pandemic when they say, shut it down, you can't come together. It's like, we got to help people. And then it's like conditions for people just got worse and worse and worse and worse. How do we help people? We got to get this good news out. Find a way. And, you know, God really was good to us. He's really helped us in so, so, so many ways. And then my stepfather, 86 years old, fell, broke his C1 vertebrae, the top vertebrae. He was in the hospital for right at two months. So I was going just about every day to four different hospitals, all the way from Leesburg to Gainesville to Shands to here, you know, falling. And then December 1st, he passed away. And I appreciate his trust, but he's, he left me in charge of taking care of everything and getting all that settled. So we're, we're in all of that too. And I thought, all of these things, all of these things. And, and this is what I realized though this morning though. But I'm happy. I'm stable, I'm fruitful, I'm blessed. And it's not because, wow, he really has some good fiber about him. He's, uh, <laughs> no, I have been aware of tapping in to the wisdom of God. To say to God, God, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know how to get through this. I don't know what you even do during a season like this. 
and just simply trust God and find some ways to tap into his knowledge, into his wisdom, and he takes from his advantage and he gives us our advantage. I want you to stop embracing and licking your wounds about all the things that were wrong and all the things that didn't go your way and all the things that get canceled. And I think we need to grieve those, but let's don't embrace them and carry them out every day and look at them. Let's look to God who saw all of that coming and sees you and says, I can keep you together in the craziest days on this earth. I can give you stability in these times. Amen. So let me quickly share with you just four ways to tap into this wisdom of God. The first is this, walk with the wise. Come on, say it. Walk with the wise. Proverbs 13, verse 20. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Look at it in the message paraphrase. Become wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with little fools. I added the little part there. <laughs> Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. I'm not saying cut people out of your life, but be careful who you open yourself up to and find people that have some happy, stable, fruitful, and blessed going on in their life, and you'll realize that they have some wisdom flowing in their life as well. Walk with the wise and become wise. Do not just hang out with little fools. Alicia's youngest brother, who's about to turn 50, but when he was a little guy, little guy, one of, one of five children, one of five children, he's the littlest one. You know how that goes. And his best comeback to you if you were bothering him, if he got mad at you, this is the best comeback he would come up with is this. You walk around with dummies. <laughs> and that's what this is saying. Walk with the wise. Now, walk with the wise, look at me, also means what you watch, what you listen to. Be careful, little eyes, little ears. Walk with the wise. Second is this, ask for wisdom. Come on, everybody. Ask for wisdom. James chapter 1 verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, well, do you? Okay. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should... Okay, I want to review because we're going to test you on this next week, okay? So if you lack wisdom, what should you do? Who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. When you have lack of wisdom, that's your questions. That's when you say, how do I do this? What do I do with that? You know, whatever it would be, and it's spiritual, but guess what? It's also practical. Did I tell you this already? God knows everything. Okay, so when you lose your keys, who doesn't know where they are? You do. Venture a thought with me. Do you think God might know where they are? Yes. I, uh, numerous times over my life, our adult life, there have been important papers we needed to find. Because we had to do something, we got to have these papers. Where are these? We haven't seen those in a decade. Next thing I know, it's like, Holy Spirit, you know where they are. 
could you help us find these? You know where they are. A few minutes later, Alicia goes, I found them. And see, listen, that doesn't, that's not allowing you to be messy and disorganized and careless at all, but I'm, I'm trying to tell you this. In all things, God knows all things. And, and you want some real joy, lose something and let God help you find it. You're like, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. You know, but I'm talking about the deeper things too. I'm talking about what do I do with this? How do I handle them? What do I do with these kids? What do I do with that neighbor? Ask God. Ask God. Go to God for your answers. He knows everything. And the Bible says he will gladly share it with you. Thirdly is this. Pray for the spirit of wisdom. Pray for the spirit of wisdom. In Isaiah, talking about, a G, uh, about Jesus and that he was full of the spirit. John 3.34 also talks about that Jesus had the spirit without measure. In Isaiah 11, it describes the seven aspects of the spirit of God that was at work within Jesus to be able to handle everything that he handled. And one of the primary ones is the spirit of wisdom. Back in the book of Exodus, the Lord is leading Moses and the children of Israel, and God gives instructions to build the tabernacle in the wilderness, a place where they could worship God, a place where they could offer sacrifice. And in building that, God gave very specific instructions, and among them were people that are called artisans. Do you know what an artisan is? It means it's not just their hobby. It means they are incredible at this. And the Bible describes an artisan and, and says that the Lord put the spirit of wisdom in them to help them do the tabernacle. You know what? It means that whatever you're already good at, God is able to, by the spirit of wisdom, enhance. Enhance what you're already good at. Look with me in Ephesians chapter 1. We're almost done. The Apostle Paul prays this prayer. He said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you, come on everybody, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. You can ask, you can pray, God, give me a spirit of wisdom. Give me the spirit of wisdom. Let it be at work in my life. Let it enhance what I'm good at, what you've already gifted me for. And let the spirit of wisdom help you. And then lastly, it's just this. Learn the language. Come on, say it. Learn the language. Pastor, I am busy. I do not have time to learn a language. What I'm talking about is learn how God speaks. Learn how God speaks. Now, I'm going to read to you 11 verses worth the read. Okay? Proverbs 2, beginning in verse 1. My child, say that's me. Note this. Listen to what I say. Learn the language. Learn how God speaks from his word. Listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Go ahead. Tune your ears to wisdom. Concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight. Ask for understanding. All of this is related to wisdom. Search for them as you would search for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God. Go ahead. For the Lord grants wisdom from his mouth, from his word, comes knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. Woo! 
He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Watch this. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. So it's from God's Word. When you, and notice this, it takes it beyond just the devotional level. I remember when as a kid we had this plastic looking, it looked like a loaf of bread, and it had little scripture verses in it. And if that's what you're doing for your devotions, you know, it sat in our kitchen and you're supposed to do your daily bread. Okay, Mom. And go pull out one little thing. Put it in the back. I will. And if that's all you're doing, you're not going to get wisdom. Your next step of wisdom is you need to do more of God's Word, okay? And here's the thing. You have to take God's Word beyond just the devotional level now. You've got to tune your ears. You've got to search. You've got to seek. You've got to beg. You've got to hunger and get into God's Word and let God's Word get into you. And the Holy Spirit will use God's Word to help you make right choices, fill you up with joy, and you're going to go on a right and a safe path. Amen. Let me finish with this. God knows everything. I wasn't sure if I told you that yet. He knows everything. He alone is wise. He holds the advantage. And when you and I connect and tap into God's wisdom, you ready for this? The enemy of your soul cannot outsmart you. And God will give you of his advantage to your advantage. But it's not going to come if we just sloppily live through life. There's some diligence that we look to God. He is the stability of our days. Connect with God Almighty because he knows everything. Amen. Did y'all get anything at all out of this? All right.